What is happening, beautiful people? It's your host, Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, the podcast for all cultures, the podcast with the purpose. Our mission statement comes in the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And that is he believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because of segregation. And because of segregation, we have miscommunication. So this platform has been built on the pillars of respect, communication and consistency so we get to know each other so we can love one another. We have a segment called The Makings of You, where we have our guests to come on and we have a one-on-one conversation with them. And we ask them about their childhood, their upbringing, their perspective on life and points of view. Then they come back on with a panel of all our other guests and we have a discussion about hair, makeup, child welfare, beauty standards, you name it. All things to deal with culture and things to deal with life because that's how we can have growth, conversation, and understanding. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Make sure to follow and subscribe. Also go to our website where you can find the rest of our content as well as our merchandise at everythingculture.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, IG, as well as TikTok. We're all over. But we want to say thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your love. And if you'd like to be a guest, make sure to go to our website at everythingculture.com and go to contact and leave your information and we will follow up with you soon. Thank you so much. God bless. Peace. What up, it's Shan, a.k.a. Who is Shan, the she of She Gets It. If it's your first time coming through, what's good? If you know your way around the She Gets It pod, get comfy. A free space to speak on whatever is on my mind, what's new, and whatever I'm looking forward to, to get into. Um, What can I say? I post when I post. I've been consistent, so you don't ever have to worry about where she at. Where the post? She been quiet. I'ma be here. Well, all of that said, let's get into tonight's topic. Make your friend your boyfriend, and even as an ex, you win. All right, so let me break this down to y'all. Okay, so me personally. I am that girl that likes to meet fun people. If you're funny, I'm going to gravitate towards you. If you're um, outgoing, I'm going to gravitate towards you. If you're bold, I'm going to gravitate towards you. If you are secure in who you are, I'm going to gravitate towards you. So usually all of my exes, we are good friends first. Um, because I think that's the basis of really getting to know someone is to see how they are 
when you have no ties to them. Um, Get to know them. Get to see who they are dating. Get to see why they like them. Get to see them in different um, just phases, whether they're happy, angry, sad, uh, in trouble, working, stress. You know, you get to see them in all those avenues and it gives you more insight into how a person is. Then if you still are curious and you have an opportunity and you want to go ahead and shoot your shot, just have that conversation. Do you think you'd be interested in us being something more? Do you think... Um, do you ever think that we can be such and such? Are you curious? Do you want to try it? Blah, 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 blah. Then you graduate into being the girlfriend. So in the girlfriend stage, you're going to deal with them on a completely different level. They're going to probably be more clingy. They're going to question you more. They're going to want to try more. They're going to probably do less. Sometimes they do less. Um, You're going to have to battle with them balancing their time with their boys and balancing time with you. Or you're going to struggle with them seeing you outside of the friend stage and recognize you as a girlfriend and being more considerate. And then when y'all break up, depending on how y'all break up, Maybe at at the beginning of the breakup, it could be shitty and y'all don't want to speak to each other. And then eventually, I'm usually the one to either email for a birthday or hit you up for Christmas or hit you up just out the blue just to fuck with you and just see what's going on, what's up. And then that's how you get people out of their shell of just talking and it has no like goals, no... um no uh expectations you're just talking and all of it is conversation and when i end a relationship and i break up with people it's not because i hate them it's not because i think they're horrible people i just feel like i've tried everything and we don't work i've did all i can do with you and this is just not working so i think it's best if we just not be this now Um, even now, all of my exes, hey, go out and live your life, find your happiness. If you get married, please, I would love to come to that wedding. No shade. I want to see you happy. Um, your wife, your, your wife to be can ask me anything. I'll be blunt honest. I'll be blunt honest with you. Um, I know out of all my exes, I know I am not it for them because they are not it for me so I will never force that relationship to work I just feel like I honestly got to a point where I understood and knew that we didn't work so I'm gonna go through like four of them because I have four exes and one in question (laughs) don't worry about the one in question we're not gonna go into details about that tonight but uh yeah so the first ex that I have Um, we were high school sweethearts. Um, I had moved here from Florida because I got tired of living in Florida with my mom. And I moved to Atlanta and I was finishing my 11th, well, starting my 11th grade year. Um, because I left after my 10th grade year 
of high school and I was living with my aunt. He ended up being my neighbor, but I didn't like him at first. He was like, he was like that overgrown kid for his age, still in high school, but he's always doing shit he's not supposed to like. When he drove his dad's truck, he did not have his license and he had no business driving. He was driving his truck. At school, teachers just basically wrote him passes so they could so he could get out of their class because he knew whatever it was to the point where he just make trouble in class so they just try to get him out of the class. I think that he graduated based on the fact that they just didn't want to deal with his ass no more. He's not dumb, he's just intelligent to the point where he just makes trouble because he's bored. So I just never was like, okay, yes, he's a good boyfriend. He was just he liked me, and I was just like, ugh, I'll just talk to you on my way home, or I'll talk to you on the way to the bus stop. Um, and he would carry my books home, but to everybody else, he was just like, ah, like, oh, I'm not with that romantic stuff, but to me, he was always sweet and nice. Um, I remember him, <laughs> it was one morning we were going to the bus stop, I remember him stomping this boy's face out with his flip-flops on because he kept like trying to talk to me and he was like he's a cute but I wasn't mean to the point where I was like you know I would cuss him out because he's trying to talk to me he was always like shoot his shot okay brave guy I don't know what he's doing to this day but so he got he said something and my ex uh we were just still friends at the time he stomped him out in the face with his flip-flops it was a whole episode, you know, dumb shit. So, um, we uh, were together, uh, from high school into college. And then when I was in college, I just got irritated by the fact that, you know, I was in college full time. I was working, uh, three jobs, you know, very responsible. I did not have any car. And Georgia, buses don't run like that, so I would use either rides or I would walk miles from the bus or take the train to the airport and walk miles from the bus stop um, from Riverdale into Jonesboro just to go home and wake up and do it all over again. Whereas he would basically go to school, finish school, try to get a job and probably keep each job that he got for two weeks because he was just fucking off. So... We were just on two different spectrums. And I got tired of people asking me, oh, you're going to college for this, and you work here. What does your boyfriend do? And I'm just like, shit, nothing. Like, what the fuck? Like, I got tired of that being the thing. And I'm just like, what do you want to do? And he could never give me an answer. You know, um, his dad worked all the time. Um, sometimes I would ride with him to drop his dad off at work so, you know, he could keep his dad's truck or whatever. Um, but he was just not motivated to do anything. And my thing, the most attractive thing to me, uh, from a man is his effort and his eagerness to work, to make money, to do something he loves for a living. Like, I love that. If a man is not that and he's not a provider and he's not a go-getter, sir, we have nothing to talk about. Like, you are not attractive to me. You have lost your oomph. So my issue with him was 
Um, I was more mature than him. He couldn't catch up to my maturity, and I moved forward while he thought love would make me stay. And I moved forward. We were still neighbors. The last time we spoke was two days ago. Um, currently, he's single. I'm single. He has one kid. I think he's like eight or nine years old. And I have a two, two kids. Uh, my feelings about him is I want him to be happy. I want to see him with someone. I want um, that invite to that wedding. Uh, and his feelings about me, <laughs> it depends on the day. Some days he hates me. Some days he wants to talk about why we broke up. Some days he wants, like the other day he um, texts me, he asks me, do I ever think about eating pussy? And I'm just like, sir, why would I? No, I think about people that eat pussy the wrong way. And so we got into that whole conversation. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to bed. And that was it. So we talk about anything still. It's just like, we both know that we personally do not work well with each other. So that will never be. But um, I don't feel any ill feelings towards him. He's cool. Cool people's. Still cool with my family, still can call my mom, um, still talk to my cousins and my brothers, like, it's cool. Um, second ex, um, hmm, this one. I met when I was 18 at a library. We were complete strangers. He was 26. He said he was single, which was a lie. Moved here from Milwaukee. Um, he was down here with his mom. I met his mom the third time we hung out. He lied about his relationship with his baby moms, killed my nice side. And from that time on, I dealt with him on my terms for 15 years on and off. We were super close, like hung out all the time, would spend hours talking outside on the um, porch or sitting in the car or going to like the park and eating and hanging out and just talking just like vibing we would go to concerts together we would go see his friends go over his cousin's house i spent weeks at his mom's house hanging out and um just chilling we would uh cook for one another like when i tell you we were two peas in a pot to the point where on some six cents shit, we were close. Like, I could tell when he was having a shitty day by how I felt without talking to him. And if I thought about him, this fool was, like, right there down the street or coming around the corner type shit. It was crazy. Um, we have a two-year-old daughter together now. Uh, we will never be friends again based on his abusive actions. So, that's all I have to say about that. Moving on next. Um, my third ex, um, we were friends in college. Uh, I don't know if he's probably still mad at me right now. Not because of that, but something else. Well, we were friends in college. He had a crush on me. I found that out through a mutual friend. Uh, we loved hanging out with each other. Uh, he made me hella happy. Like, genuinely, like, happy. Like, there was no time I hung out with him or talked to him and I wasn't, like, crying laughing or my abs were hurting uh he wasn't my kind of man you know what i'm saying like he's a man but he's like he was raised by his mom and he grew up with his sister like he didn't hang around a lot of like manly men so my type of man is like not afraid to get his hands dirty handy 
um, works like really hard on like manual stuff, um, plays like a lot of basketball, uh, likes animals, has dogs, that type of shit. He was terrified of dogs. Um, he hated like insects to the point where he was probably like terrified of them and I just couldn't get over it I'm just like you know what this not gonna work I found myself compromising on shit I shouldn't have to compromise on because it's shit that I really like um and uh yeah to me now he could be obnoxious his personality is not something everybody can take and he's a Pisces I don't do well with Pisces because they are very um like stuck on shit that they want when they want it and I'm too stubborn for that so yeah we don't work uh he worked in LA eventually and uh his apartment was still here in Atlanta and I was finishing up college at that time so sometimes I would uh babysit his babysit or house sit his apartment and um I had a key and we were still like we we initiated the let's be more than friends while he was working in LA so that was interesting so when we when he came back from LA around Christmas it was kind of like the first initiation of us being like boyfriend and girlfriend so it was kind of weird because it was like when he left we were just friends and now that he's coming back we're more so what do we do that was so like weird so um yeah so we had breakups um and makeups and more so the breakups were because I felt myself trying to force us to work through the things I was compromising for and I'm just like damn like why the fuck am I compromising the things I would want and the man I would want and then I was like, Chantal, are you being closed-minded? Why don't you just try something new? Because he wasn't, like, horrible to me. He was sweet to me. But it's just like, eh, like, this is not it. Like, I think I'm settling. But I'm not. But I think I'm settling because everything else is so good. So, through me moving out of Atlanta and moving to Philly, we were, like, talking on and off. Um, and then when I was in New York, we started back talking. I decided to fly out to um, L.A. just to visit to see if I liked it. Stayed out there for like five days. Then um, was bawling like tears, going to the airport to leave. He was crying. I was crying. I'm just like, what the fuck are we crying? Like, we're so stupid. So I got back to New York, and he was like, I'm going to come visit New York and see if I like it. If I like it, I might move out there. So I'm just like, okay. So he came out to New York. Mind you, this is a Tallahassee bred man. Like, this fool hates major city. He came to New York, and I told this fool, make sure you bring some comfortable shoes. This man came to New York in some golden goose. Now, if you own a pair of Golden Goose, you know them shits ain't comfortable. So, <laughs> this man is walking around New York with me, Manhattan with me, Soho with me, with raw dogs. And them raw dogs being his feet. 
So his feet is like on fire because he walking around in these shoes. We went to Brooklyn. We went to the Brooklyn Museum. Where else did we go? We went so many different places in New York. Like, I was trying to fit all my favorite places to take him. Uh, we went to Italy. Um, he loved it there. Uh, now they have one in L.A. He keeps teasing me about it. It's not the same. Uh, I took him to Times Square. Nah, it's more hype than anything. Uh, but... He just couldn't get with, you know, all the commotion and loudness of New York. I didn't see him logically living in New York, so I knew New York wasn't it. So eventually he went back to um, L.A. and it became like decision time. So like who was going to move? And I feel like he was more so pressuring me to move to L.A., but I didn't drive. I wasn't working. I didn't know how to drive. I didn't have my license. He works in music. So his schedule with me would work around the fact that of him working at the studio. And I'm just like, I didn't want to feel like... I wanted, I didn't want to move there and be in a way where I felt so fucking needy. Like, oh, I need this. I need to go here. I need to do this. And he got to work and I'm interfering with that. I didn't want to be in the way. And I felt like if I moved to L.A., not having a job, not having a license, I would be in the way. So I'm just like, mm, I don't know. And he was waiting on me to be like, I want to come to L.A. I'm moving to L.A. Can you please help move all my shit from New York? Which he was willing to do, which he offered to do. But I'm just like, I don't want to move all the way out there and I don't have anybody else but him. And I don't have any friends in L.A. All my friends are on the East Coast. All my family is on the East Coast. And try this first time of us living together like it was a big transition for me and I wasn't sure about it and so he was getting insecure about our relationship because I wasn't sure it wasn't that I wasn't sure about him it was like I'm not sure about this like I don't want to move all the way out there and be this big old burden on you so we didn't say we broke up he just shut down on me and stopped talking and I tried to reach out to him by phone. He wouldn't answer. I'd email him. He wouldn't respond. So I'm just like, what the fuck? During that time, um, it was New Year's. He called my friends in New York that he met, told them Happy New Year's. I remember him calling my mom when I was visiting her in Florida and told her Happy New Year's, which I think was a bitch move because you can't pick up the phone and speak to me, but you could call my people's. So, eventually, um, January, my grandfather died, and I remember uh, calling him and telling him that my grandfather died. This man said to me, yeesh, what? So, that was like my last straw. So, um, I deaded that shit. I told my people, like, we're done. Like, me and him is no more. So the last time we spoke was September 2018. Uh, currently, he might not be single in L.A., but um, I know that he wants to be married. I know that he wants kids. I have kids. Um, he feels like my five-year-old, you know, should have been our kid because around the time that I had her, we had um, recently broke up. But I just got to a point where I'm just like, 
I can't give two, three more years to another person um, on the gamble of we might not work. And I want a kid. Like, I was, what, 28 at the time. And my mom, you know, was sick. My grandfather just died. And I just felt like relationships, they weren't it. Like, what the fuck? Like, that shit don't hold no weight. I was like, I just want a kid. And I want to move back to Atlanta, and I want to live my fucking life. And that's what the fuck I did. So, um, he felt the way that I had a kid. Um, and we stopped talking, uh, as friends September of last year because he felt like, because I talked to him about so much stuff, which may happen with exes when you talk to them about so many things openly and honestly, they feel like you can't keep shit to yourself in a way. And I'm just like, bro, like, I don't have to tell you every fucking inch of my life. I tell you enough. And so he felt like because I didn't tell him who I was fucking at the time, he felt the type of way that I was holding back shit. And I'm just like, no, that's not it. So that's why we haven't talked since last year. Personally... I don't give a fuck. Like, he could call me tomorrow, and we could have a conversation like we just spoke five minutes ago. But that's just me. Like, when I burn all bridges of sexual want from you, I could talk to you about anything. Like, we ain't never fucked. Like, we ain't never been in a relationship because just as how I am, that's my personality. I could separate this shit. Uh, my feelings with him is he's special. Like, he needs... An equally special woman to deal with his shit because he has shit and he has ways about his personality that only someone special can deal with. And um, as far as his wedding, I would love an invite to that wedding. The fourth ex, um, that's the father of my five-year-old. And one thing I can say about him for sure is he's a great fuck. Okay? When I say everything, I said everything. Like, this man is never tired. Always down for whatever. Good for that. He's a great cook. Like, he could cook his ass off. Um, But he's never settled. And that had always bothered me. Like, he's always moving about. Always trying to go somewhere. Always trying to be in the mix. Um, He has a lot in his past that he's not dealing with as an adult. Um, He's not a provider. He doesn't focus on the shit that he needs to focus on, which is a big turnoff. He's not consistent as far as work goes. He started school, was going, and then when we were together started like fucking off and getting lazy um I hate that I can't be with no lazy man and for me as a male he talks too much like he's always running his shit and I'm just like dog why the fuck do you talk so much so the last time we spoke was two years ago um he's on an email only contact for me because talking to him is like talking to brick He just doesn't get it. Uh, Currently, he's bumming in Philly still. Not wanting to be a whole adult. He has a three-year-old daughter. And uh, my feelings about him is the only thing that he could possibly do in life for me and for himself is to be a better father to our daughter. 
Uh, but I really don't have any goals for him. And if he really tried to call me now, I would definitely block that number. <laughs> but, like, I still don't, I don't feel no ill will. It's just like, shoot, we don't mesh. Like, I can't. I can't look past the fact that you're not doing what you needed to do. But I say all this to say that it is possible if you really, really exhaust all the options for your exes to be back friends with them if they're mature. Now, if your exes are not mature enough to move past the fact that y'all don't work no more, you're going to run into issues. Okay? That is logic. That is life. All of that... My name is Shan, and I'm out. The delicious ice-cold taste of Dr. Pepper has a lasting effect on people. Lindsay from Sacramento said, Pro tip, 40 degrees is the perfect temperature for an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Why is 40 degrees the perfect temperature for Dr. Pepper? We brought in Sue from Duluth, Minnesota to tell us. Oh, yeah, I know a thing or two about cold. Oh, that right there is the perfect kind of ice-cold for Dr. Pepper. I'd share that with my friend Nancy. She likes Dr. Pepper, too, you know. My coldest... All right, that'll be all, Sue. Having a perfect temperature for your Dr. Pepper, it's a pepper thing. Inspired by real fan posts.